How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. All right, Catapults Commission's family, excited to have you back this Wednesday. Our guest today comes from the international space again. As you know, we've had a run of guests from around the world on the Catapult and Commission show. Today is no different. My guest today comes from you from Grand Forks, British Columbia. A little bit about Jennifer Madden. She is an international speaker, a podcast host, retreat facilitator, contributor to the Forbes Coaches Council, and she is the CEO of Soul Meets Strategy and the New Earth Leadership Movement. She specializes in conscious leadership and business to help entrepreneurs to activate deeper levels of leadership while amplifying their business profitability. Jenna first got involved in the coaching industry in 2014 after being introduced in a network meeting. After building up her first business, she eventually transitioned out of her corporate position where she held a role of HR manager. She dove in headfirst in 2016 to entrepreneurship, where she expanded her skills and certifications with personal training, NLP practitioner, coaching, and a Reiki master teacher, and more. Since then, Jenna has gone further to build multiple six-figure companies, traveling the world with her husband, while serving hundreds of conscious leaders on their business growth. Now, I'm really excited today because one of the things that Jenna discusses is how to excel in sales in a digital world, in an online world. As you know, the Catapulting Commission Show is designed to teach you how to raise your commissions immediately. Jenna, welcome to the Catapulting Commission Show. Thanks so much for having me here. It's always awesome to hear your own introduction. Um, And I just am so excited to contribute to this amazing podcast that you've created and jam out with you about sales. Because if sales don't have business um, and they're not making cash flow, it's hard to really make an impact with the work that they're doing. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit. Soul Meets Strategy, right? That's the name of your company. Tell me a little bit about what Soul Meets Strategy is. And one, I love the title, by the way. We'll talk a little bit about how that came to be as well. Yeah, thanks so much. I give the credit of the name to my husband. He's the best with naming companies and taglines and all of that. So he came up with the company name and really the the movement, the purpose, the intention behind our company is like you said in the in the intro is to help conscious entrepreneurs, meaning entrepreneurs who have gifts, they have skills, they really want to make an impact with their work that they do and also make a bigger shift in humanity because of the work that they're doing. And and we're really passionate about that, especially with where we're at in humanity right now. And with Soul Meet Strategy, it's basically merging soul and purpose and intention and mission and impact, like that side of business with the actual strategy and the structures and the systems, including things like sales that it takes in order to have an actual profitable business. Because I... I got really passionate seeing that there was a lot of gifted people that weren't making any money. And there was a lot of people who didn't really give a crap about the work that they do that were making a lot of money. So when we can put those things together, that's where I think the real sweet spot is in the industry, especially with all the changes that are happening in the economy right now. Absolutely. I definitely think that that 
component of sales, and you said earlier, or you just said, I'm sorry, that there's a lot of people who are really talented and successful, but aren't making that money or their sales doesn't match where they want it to be. So I think that uh, your mission here is fantastic. In the world of sales and in your platform, which is a digital platform, how does somebody uh, establish sales leadership when it comes to online sales or how does someone create that command or that respect of being an online sales leader? Awesome question. I truly believe the foundation for good sales leadership and actually creating conversions and sales as a result of that is 100% connected to being willing to stop making it about you. <laughs> like most people aren't quite frankly making the money that they want to make because they're either terrified of getting uncomfortable themselves, or they're terrified of making somebody else uncomfortable. And in my opinion, it's our job as leaders to make people uncomfortable in a really congruent, heart-centered way, of course, not from you know fear-based bro marketing by any means, but to come back into a place of love. Because regardless if somebody is selling a product, if they're selling a coaching package, whatever it is that someone's selling, it should be connected to some level of transformation because that's what people are buying. They want to feel good. They want to improve. They want to increase their status. And if we're making it all about us and whether or not are we going to close the sale, are they going to be offended that we ask them a question, this and that, ultimately, that just results in a pretty low conversion rate and people can feel that. And eventually, they'll just end up going with the person who did go there with them, who did help them to Basically, in my mind, take off all the band-aids and the micro solutions that they've told themselves are fine. But the reality is like they're getting on a sales call or in the DMs, whatever it is, because they have a problem they want to solve that they haven't solved yet. And if you can't actually help them unpack that, it's very hard, especially with what's shifting and people are really focusing more on buying what I would think to be essential versus nice to have. It's really important that people are connected to what's in it for them? Like, how is this actually going to work for them? Is it going to transform things for them? Um, so obviously I could go on about that all day, but hopefully that is a, a good first response to start with. No, I, I think that's great. I think one of the statements you made in the beginning, you talked about stop making it about you. And in, in leadership, whether it's online leadership or personal leadership or sales leadership, it's never about the leader. It's about the impact. It's about the people you serve. And so uh, I find that great that you say in that digital space, it's not about you. It's about who your audience is and who you serve. Now, to piggyback on that, you talked about people want a transformation. So how do you walk your clients through that step of transformation. So someone comes and says, you know, I'm struggling in my sales world or, or my revenue is not where I need it to be. They know they have a problem, right? But I think if I was your client today, Jenna, and you're like, hey, Anthony, here's your problem, right? That'd be great. How are we going to get there? So how do you identify that transformation? And, and how do you get someone to believe in self that that transformation is possible? Awesome question. And that's the big thing is people almost have to feel it's like a mix between feeling that they came to this level of awareness themselves and they have clarity on this, but also still seeing the person, the leader on the other line of the phone or in the DMs as, or across the table from them as being able to be credible and be an authority. And I have found in my experience, I'm walking lots of clients through this, that it's about the idea that you're not selling a package or a program or a product 
you are selling the transformation. And basically that comes down to enrolling them in their vision because they don't care about the how. They don't care if it's a diet versus a personal training program versus this versus that. Let's say if it's weight loss, they just want to get to the end result. And I think as leaders in the sales space, we're basically driving a vehicle and we're saying, hey, hop in the passenger seat with me. Let's drive together and go to your destination. And basically what you're doing is showing them, here's a path. We're going to get to where you want to go. I understand where you're at right now, which makes them feel seen and heard. It makes them trust you that when you explain in really layman's terms, this is a big thing when it comes to sales, just a side tip is don't go into the logistics and confuse the crap out of your people. Just give them a little bit of, hey, here's the the three key things you know we are going to do, or these are the top things that we're going to address. Like so, you they understand what you guys are doing together. They understand you understand what needs to be done. But really, it's focused very much on the destination, so to speak. If you're hopping in the car and saying, "Let's drive across the country. We're headed to Miami because that's where the party is." That's really what you're selling them is to hop in the vehicle with you. I like that. So you're selling the journey, right? You're selling, here's where we're going to get there. And here's what the destination looks like. So by presenting it that way, I think you make it really simple. And I know the audience is always, how do I improve my sales? And what you just said to summarize is, here's the destination. Here's the journey. Follow me and I'm going to get you there. Not necessarily that, hey, on that same drive to Miami, we're going to stop at the gas station 26 times. We're going to have a hard time finding a hotel when we get in the middle of nowhere. And we're going to be on the car for 72 hours straight, right? So it's not necessarily the hard part, but it's here's the destination. And by working with me, I'm going to get you there. Is that a fair recap? Totally. Yeah. And I think you can be real with your people. They respect that. So if you say, you know, this is going to take work, it's going to take us some time to get there. And we're going to have fun along the way. You know, maybe you're giving them a few highlights of some cool places you're going to stop. You might not be selling them on the not so sexy stuff like stopping for gas and, you know, getting a car tire bursting halfway through in the desert. But we are communicating to them. It's really rooted in communication of, hey, these are some of the things. And basically, especially with women, but men too, but the energy and the message of, I got you. Like, you're not doing this alone. I got you. I'm here for you. We're going to do it together. Like that's really powerful for all humans, but especially women who especially want to feel like really safe and secure and taken care of. Whereas men, I, in my experience, I have found in masculine leadership, it's a little bit more of, Hey, I got you, but more of I'm empowering you so that you can do this. Like I'm here to support you versus women. It's a little bit more, I don't want to say handholding necessarily, but I find in my experience of selling with women, it's a little bit more of like, let me take your hand. We're going to walk through this step by step together. Whereas men, I find like to be a little bit empowered of like, hey, like sometimes I'll let you take the steering wheel when we're on our road trip together across the country. And obviously that's a general statement. It depends on the client and the prospect and what's their energy like. But just as a general statement, that's something I have definitely noticed a trend um, in the industry of just male versus female energies, you know, regardless of gender, of just how they respond, I, I guess you could say on a sales conversation of being led and what kind of leadership they're looking for in a sales conversation. Absolutely. I think that is very applicable, especially in, in the world of sales, right? And and if we were to go further, and I haven't completely tackled this, but it is a project I'm working on in the future, is how to sell to different workforces, right? How do I sell to a millennial? How do I sell to a Gen X? How do I sell to a baby boomer? Because they, that all falls into different categories. And then you go to male versus female, then you can go by industry. I mean, the ability to 
uh, be a chameleon-like sales professional is a such a valuable skill. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad you're mentioning that in that online space. Now, if someone is hearing this right now and they're in sales, right? And so they're trying to sell whatever their product or services and they realize, hey, I'm not getting the results I want to get right now. I'm at a hard point. This has been a really rough year. I need to do like a hard pivot, a hard reboot. What type of leadership advice would you share or how would you coach that person to re-engage and create a strategic plan that helps them hit their metrics? If it were me or if I was advising a client around this and they needed to pivot or they're not where they want to be with their sales, the first thing I would suggest for them is to make sure that they're actually clear and feeling aligned with whatever it is that they're selling. Because if you feel off about it, nobody's going to want to buy it because they're going to sense that. So that's the first thing, like whether you need to change your offers or your product or your program, the pricing, like just making sure you feel really congruent with what you're actually out there making offers on. Second part of that is making sure the actual message is landing and that it's to the right people. Because if you're selling to moms, but you're not actually interested in working with moms, then same thing. You might be not seeing the conversion that you're looking for because the message isn't landing or you're not excited about it. Um, So just checking back in and evaluating who's this really for? Am I excited to be connecting with them? And if it's that, yeah, you are excited, but maybe the message isn't landing or there's some sort of disconnect. I have found the best thing somebody can do is to actually talk to people, like get on the phone with your ideal clients, whether that's on a connection call, you know, virtual coffee chat uh, in the DMS, and you don't have to be weird about it and turn it into a sales call. And you don't have to send out 200 marketing, you know, looking for research on, on your ideal person, literally just get a pulse on your community, get on the phone with them, just check in with them. How are they doing? How are they navigating through all this? Where, where are they at? How can you serve them? Through osmosis, naturally, some people will want to hear more and you can end up actually booking a lot of sales calls just from talking to your people. But on top of that, that's like market research, that's people to follow up in the future. And it's really going to help solidify your sales strategy of what do you need to change? Because it could be anything from your message to the pricing. And just by actually talking to your people, you can make sure that you're checking a lot of those boxes off. And that's something I see disconnect. Uh, in the industry a lot where people are trying to guess and assume or things have really shifted and they haven't checked back in with their community. And that leads to a whole plethora of issues in sales. So I like what you're saying there, right? I mean, you want to talk to your people, that market research, that engagement with your prospects and your customers is definitely going to help create a roadmap, right? So we want a strategic roadmap to get results. But if I can challenge you a little bit here, what is it that gets people over a state of complacency? So you find that, uh, and this goes for sales professionals to entrepreneurs, anybody who has to drive and generate revenue for their livelihood, everyone hits this plateau of complacency. And so typically that area of complacency is I know I can perform, I can do a little bit better but I'm kind of stuck at average right now and you know I, I can't break that wall or I, I can't find that motivation to want to do better because um, they're not in desperation mode yet, right? It's not like the lights are being turned off at home, but they're also not bringing in the six or seven figures that they want to. How do you get somebody over that hump? Can I bring a little bit of woo into this conversation? <laughs> I love some woo. Okay. How I would approach this, because I love the strategy side, but I also feel like that's the soul of soul meet strategy is a little bit of the woo side. And this very much 
I feel connects into what I call as somebody's money set point. So if we talk about the frequency and the energetics of money, specifically when it comes to receiving money, because I have seen, I would say nine times out of 10, if somebody's not making the money that they want, kind of coming back to the idea of discomfort, a lot of the time it's a worthiness kind of issue, a limiting belief, like somebody doesn't actually feel worthy of the goals that they've set out. So if say they want a six figure, multi six, seven figure business, sounds great. But the actual action piece, like you said, they're, they're kind of coasting, so to speak. And when I look at that in someone's business and they've hit a glass ceiling or they're kind of in a certain range that they can't quite seem to break past, that's where the money set point comes in. So if you think of a thermometer in a house in North America, if it gets a little too hot, the air conditioning kicks in to keep it back and regulate it. Same thing if it gets a little cold, the furnace will kick in to regulate it. And that's what I see entrepreneurs doing with their money, including in their sales, where if they're on the lower end and it's getting a little cold, basically their hustle kicks in and they're like, oh crap, I better make some offers, some sales, like get into action. So I get myself to my baseline, you know, whether that's 5k a month or 10k, like kind of whatever their comfort zone is. But same thing, if people kind of surpass that, and they have a really awesome launch or a really awesome sales month and they exceed maybe that 10K, let's say that they kind of float in and around and coast in and they have a 15K or a 20K sales month or launch or whatever it is, a lot of people take their foot off the gas pedal, so to speak. And they're like, okay, that was really awesome. I'm going to take a week off and celebrate or this is totally going to happen with ease next month. And they don't strategically think about how to keep the momentum going. So that could be as simple as taking a look at your sales metrics and your KPIs and making sure you duplicate what you just did that allowed you to surpass this quote unquote glass ceiling. And so this money set point, money energetic side of things is something I think is one of the biggest things like behind the scenes of people hitting sales resistance or hitting um, income glass ceilings where they're not really actually in a growth phase because they, they don't actually feel worthy of it. And they kind of just keep themselves in this comfort zone of earning because they don't even know what they would do with more money. They have a fear of success, more responsibility. Like there's always so much more under it, but I do feel like that's where people keep themselves from getting to their next level of revenue more times than not. So let me know if that makes any sense. I know that's going a little more into the woo, um, but it's definitely something I think is very real. No, I, I think it's huge. I have no problem going into the woo. One of the concepts in the Catapulting Commission's book is you have to have the mental approach first before any tactical, any strategy, any, hey, I'm going to pick up the phone and make phone calls or I'm going to send blast emails. Mentally, you have to be prepared for that journey. So I think right along going with the woo, it fits right into that same category. Absolutely. Yeah, they're all interconnected, both the strategy side and the mindset side, because you can have the best strategies for sales, for your business in the world, and they might work really well for somebody else, or maybe they were working from you, but you hit resistance. And I always say when we hit resistance, we do more of what we know. So if you hit resistance in sales, and all of a sudden, let's say you've had a low income month, you feel some lack, some scarcity, you want to make more offers, hit your goals, and then you hit resistance to that, most people do more of what they know. So for some people, that might be filling their day with busy work and avoiding sales. For some people, it might be hiding out and they actually just avoid working at all. For other people, it's forcing stuff and it just doesn't feel good. So therefore, they're not making more sales. But if we can pinpoint where we're having those kinds of patterns, including in our sales, 
that can help us to have the awareness to choose differently and choose a different way of doing things, whether it's support and learning a new way of sales, if it's reading a book, listening to a podcast like this, like that can help break us out of these cycles that we kind of place ourselves in in order to stay in the same level of comfort, so to speak. Absolutely. I think that level of comfortness that people sit at without the help of a coach or without a aha or enlightened moment, people could spend their whole life in that level of complacency, never knowing that they can achieve so much more. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And and we just stay in this zone of competence, as I like to think of it. And this is where I truly believe the learning and the leadership growth when it comes to business, entrepreneurship, sales, it truly never stops. I remember when I got to my first five-figure month, I had to go through a whole bunch of growing pains. I had a whole bunch of things come up for me. Same thing when we had our first um, five-figure launch, when we had new team members come on, when I raised my prices. Like it never, it never really goes away, to be honest. I think it's like a muscle where we get stronger at flexing it. We get faster at, at navigating through the things that come up. And we get, I think, more clear on being able to sniff out our own bullshit. I hope I can swear on this. Dude, all good. <laughs> where we just start to have, it's basically a mirror. You know, like any sales objection is an example that you're not overcoming. If you keep hitting it over and over and over with people, I think you haven't overcome that within yourself because then you sympathize with people. So if people give you a time objection, that they can't do this thing or they don't have time to use the product, time this and that, chances are if you keep hitting that and you can't navigate through that with them, it's because you're really busy and you give yourself a time excuse all the time. So then they give you that and you're like, oh, I totally understand. And you don't know how to take them further than you've taken yourself. And this is where I love talking and training on the idea that your business is your mirror because it's going to show you any of your stuff, any of your gaps that you're bringing into your sales conversations. I have listened to sales training books, podcasts, seminar speakers for nearly 20 years. And what you just described right now about objections is probably one of the most profound uh, descriptions I've heard that if you're continuously hitting an objection, it's probably because you don't believe it in yourself or you see it in yourself. I'm going to have to go back on the tape here and, and listen to that one more time. But that is so, so impactful. I mean, it makes me think about my own business and the own objections that come in. And, and are those objections that I'm dealing with in life? And, and that I haven't been able to overcome. So that's why I empathize with somebody and, and allow that objection to halt my sales process. Thanks. I'm so glad that landed because when I had that awareness, it honestly changed everything in our business. And I went from like 10K a month to 30 to 50K a month. And it was like a whole breakthrough between looking at money set point and realizing, okay, I needed to stretch my capacity, so so to speak, and really start acting as though I was creating that amount of money really working on my worthiness of receiving that, connecting it back to the mission of why I do what I do, not making it about the money, and then pairing that with actually taking a look at what am I growing through in my business right now? I don't think it's necessarily, I'm not a huge fan of the concept, be the client you want to attract. I think in some ways, yes. Um, and I think sometimes we're going through different seasons in our life. So as an example, if you're not in a high ticket mastermind at this exact moment in time, does that mean you can't sell one? I don't think necessarily, but I do think that if you're not getting the support that you need, if that's the season you're in, that's going to mirror back to you in your business. Um, if you're not making big and bold decisions, it's hard to ask other people to make big, bold decisions. Like all of that stuff connects back. You are preaching to the choir. I dig 
everything that you're saying and it's definitely landing. So, um, you know, it's something that I personally at times think about, you know, those high ticket masterminds and I know what I'm engaged in and I know where my business is going towards the future. So it's always like, you know, uh, how can I, you know, mentally prepare myself for the objections that are going to come. And I, and I like, I mean, man, that was really good. I definitely am going to make sure that we mention that in the show notes below. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or on the website, click the show notes and you can definitely, um, we will ensure to implement that quote and that statement uh, from Jenna. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. Now, Jenna, let's talk a little bit here about the soulmate strategy, New Earth leadership, things that you're you're engaged in, what your business is doing. I can't help but notice you have a soulmate strategy series where you are uh, essentially a business upgrade or a leadership upgrade for entrepreneurs who want to grow their business, right? You just mentioned that, you know, your business was at 10 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand, and how it's growing. What is the Soulful Business Upgrade Series and how does someone find out about it? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. The Soulful Business Series is a training that I co-hosted with my husband, Spence, where when all of this stuff started shifting in the economy, because in total transparency, I've been talking about sustainable business growth for years. It just wasn't really sexy until recently where people started to prioritize stability and security and kind of shifted a little bit away with what I was seeing in the industry where it was all just about freedom and luxury. And now people are definitely still wanting freedom and valuing that, but they want to have an actual solid foundation in their business and see sustainable growth. And so Spencer and I basically unpacked and created a really simple training series to help people with some of the core areas that we feel need to be upgraded. Sales leadership being one of them, um, you know, business model and like your actual offers and being able to serve different levels as an example of another, where if people keep it simple, that's an acronym I love is KISS and not keep it simple, stupid, but keep it strategically simple in the business, that's going to allow people to have the foundation have the cash flow that they want. Um, and when I, I truly believe that when somebody is feeling financially safe and secure, it allows them to focus so much more on service. Like in our company, Soul Meet Strategy, our key values and pillars that we focus on are leading, serving, and earning. And within that, you can't really have one without the other, in my opinion. Like when you overlap leadership and sales and the earning side of things, like that's where you can really amplify a movement and impact. So you have actual financial resources to back that and get in front of more people, serve more people. Um, you can't have service without leadership because when those two things come together, that's where you create actual community. And that's such a big thing of audience growth, people feeling like they're a part of something. So when people get really intentional with those areas, 
that's where I feel people can burst through, you know, wherever they're at in their income right now in a really sustainable way while making the impact that they want to make. Cause I, I truly don't think it has to be an either, or you don't have to sell your soul and <laughs> have a business that doesn't feel good. Um, that feels forced or hustle, but you also, I think anyways, we can't try to bypass the work that it takes to grow a business. Um, so taking those things, putting them together is I think one of the most potent things that we can do to um, really thrive because this is a time of opportunity for entrepreneurs where so many new entrepreneurs are emerging. I know even before we hopped on, you said you have new people joining your audience now who are newer to the game, which is awesome. There's more than enough to go around. And, you know, those of us, if we're already established and you've been doing this for a while, you're at a time of opportunity to grow, really establish yourself as a credible authority, grow your income. And that kind of creates space as well for all the newbies that are coming in for them to pay their dues, so to speak, and go through the growing pains and really establish themselves where we can all create a new economy together. As I, I think to spring that full circle of what we're really all about is um, I don't believe in the government telling us about our economy. And if we're coming into a recession or a depression, I think as the people, we get to create the economy and the more people stepping into the arena, working from home and their gifts and skills, taking control of their finances, uh, the better financial situation for each and every one of us individually and collectively. I love that, Jenna. I think 100% it is going to be uh, entrepreneurs and people like yourself that are going to create this new economy. I don't even want to call it a new economy. It's who's driving the economy. And uh, I am definitely supportive of my new listeners, my new subscribers on my blog who are coming in. Some are newer to sales. I'm like, hey, man, this industry of entrepreneurship, this industry of sales is big enough for all of us. Nobody has to starve for you to win. It's just who's going to get out there and get it done. And uh, this COVID pandemic, I side note, fun fact, uh, my wife and myself, we've started two businesses in the past 10 weeks, full on businesses that have been sitting idle. And, you know, we were kind of home and it was like, hey, you know, let's create a couple few more sources of revenue. And uh, to me, it is right along with the lines of you said, we are responsible for uh, creating our economy. We are responsible for driving our revenue. And I think about if I have to bring that and land that plane back home, I think about people who are listening to the show right now, Jenna, that are commission only, where their whole income is determined by the revenue that they drive, which is much like entrepreneurship, right? You don't sell or produce a product, you don't get paid. So uh, I think that's a great, great message there. In the Soulmate Strategy Series, one of the things you talk about is leadership upgrades, right? Can I pull out and extract from you one or two of the leadership upgrades specifically that people learn when they go through this program? Yeah, absolutely. So one of them is definitely sales, some of what we've talked about today, and specifically one of the upgrades. And this literally changed so many clients' lives, but I have one client in my head. I can see him. He's just so freaking animated. I love him. And I taught him this concept of HILA high intention, low attachment. And this guy, he's a, a spiritual life coach. He was at like 5k a month. His name is Duran. Shout out to Duran. He's freaking awesome. And he applied this concept of high low, which I'll give you the high level view of it. And he just had his first five figure month. Then he upgraded his prices. He's on his way to a 20k month. Like it just totally transformed his leadership, especially in sales. And it's so simple. It's the idea of being intentional with your sales conversations, having high intention, like you shouldn't be getting on a sales conversation with someone if you don't think they're a, a potential fit. Otherwise, you have a screening issue or there's something else going on there. But if this is an ideal person, you should be highly intentional 
but you should not have an attachment to if they say a yes or a no. And one of the leadership upgrades that's an extension of that is helping people make an empowered decision. This is something I say on sales conversations all the time. Like, I want to help you make an empowered decision. That could be an empowered no. That might be a professional recommendation to someone else. And it might be jumping in and being all in on this decision to work together or join this thing or buy this thing. But helping people make empowered decisions by being intentional, but not attached to the outcome, like getting rid of the bro marketing style of, oh my God, I got a live one. Like that creates such scarcity and pressure and like lack. It makes people feel like crap if they don't close the sale. So moving away from that. And the other part of a leadership upgrade is to really look at your embodiment, as I like to call it, of your work. Because now more than ever, it's kind of like the um, objection side of things that we talked about. If you're not solid in what you preach, if what you practice, like if you're selling a product and you're not actually using it, or if you're a health coach and you've been totally neglecting your health and you're in adrenal fatigue, or if you're a personal trainer that hasn't worked out in months, like if you're not embodying your work and getting into the fire and into the arena of whatever it is you're selling or um, product or service, that creates an incongruency. And so making sure you're actually embodied, and that doesn't mean perfect, but that you're intentionally doing the things that you're selling is going to completely upgrade your leadership because your ability to talk about and confidently talk about what you do and your resonance for people, like when they're actually attracted to you is a total game changer versus somebody who's, let's say, hustling it out. They're exhausted. They're burnt out. Um, Like, let's say for me doing sales, if I haven't been on a sales conversation in six months and kept myself fresh on that, it's very hard to truly, I think, connect and be in integrity with that. Like, I love keeping a pulse and keeping myself sharp just the same way as a personal trainer or nutrition coach, like whatever it is. Um, So I think that's just such a key piece as well of being in your leadership is actually embodying the work that you teach or the product that you sell. Man, that is one upgrade that I think everybody needed to hear. I love that high intention, low attachment. I mean, it's creating your customers to make empowered decisions. I truly believe, right? There's in sales, right? In catapulting commissions, everyone's heard it. ABC, always be closing, always be closing. And one of the concepts that I work with with people who've retained me is we're going to be ABH. We'll always be helping, right? Because closing, we're a sales professional. You know what I'm here for. Like it's, it's not a secret on this sales call or this sales appointment that my goal is to try to, to sell you my product, my service, et cetera. But what you may not be expecting is I'm going to help solve so many issues and and create so much enlightenment that uh, I'm going to give you all the tools you need to make the best educated decision, whether that's with me, not with me, a competitor, et cetera. As long as I know as as I helped you to the best of my ability, closing naturally comes right after that. That's great. All right, Jenna, as we land this thing and we finish this episode today, I was looking over the Instagram. You talked about there's a post on your Instagram, and we're going to definitely have that in the show notes as well. Transformational times call for transformational thinking. And everything we discussed today is going to challenge the way somebody thinks, whether you're a sales leader, whether you're an entrepreneur, or you're a sales entrepreneur, a real estate agent, insurance agent, somebody in that category where you're 100% uh, on commission. If some of our listeners wants to say, hey, I want to learn more about the Soulmate Strategy Program, or I want to learn more about my leadership and sales leadership, how does someone connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking and giving me the opportunity to share 
Um, I'm sure those of you listening have got the vibe that I'm very much about relationships and human to human connection. Um, so if you vibe with what we've talked about and you want to follow some of the resources and things that I share, a um, couple of key places to follow along is Instagram handle is new earth leadership. And if you do follow us, send me a message so then I can follow you back. Would love to follow your journey. I'm on Facebook, Jenna Faye Madden. I spend a lot of time there and specifically on Facebook on my community New Earth Leadership is a Facebook group. That's where I do most of our free trainings, resources, um, guest experts, all that kind of good stuff happens in that community. And those, I would say, are the top places in which I hang out online. Fantastic. And Catapult and Commissions family, we are going to have all those links in the show notes. Uh, to wrap this up, Jenna Faye, uh, Soul Meets Strategy, New Earth Leadership, she is going to wire the most important part of your sales career, which if you've been following the content, you've been following my message, it is 100%. You mentally have to be prepared for the sales and entrepreneur journey before any strategy is ever going to be effective. And Jenna's definitely going to be able to help you with that. Uh, Jenna, I want to say thank you for your time coming to us all the way from the uh, near the deserts of Canada, which I didn't know existed until about a few <laughs> minutes ago. So uh, fun fact, learn something new today. Um, Jenna, I want hopefully everything's going well with you and your and your husband and you guys are staying safe during this COVID pandemic. Um, thank you for joining the show today. I will be sure to link all your notes and we wish you the best in the future. Awesome, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me on here. I can't wait to share this episode. And those of you for tuning in, thanks for joining us for this episode. And yeah, thank you, Anthony, for everything you're doing. This is a really potent and powerful podcast with some incredibly valuable information. I checked out some of the other episodes. So if you guys haven't binged them all, make sure you do. Fantastic, Jenna. Thank you. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag Catapulting Commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions.